Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Exponential Life Podcast. I am so excited to share my friends, Megan and Taylor, with you today, and we are going to talk all things retreats. So if you've been around and you've been hanging out on social with me, you know that this fall I attended one of their retreats, and they're called the Biz Besties Retreats. Um, This year is their second year hosting, and they've already got their third year planned out. I'm so excited to be an attendee once again, Um, and we're just going to talk about all the details, what it looks like to host a retreat, why business owners should consider hosting retreats, um, and and how you can maybe learn how to host your own retreat. So we're gonna before we dive in, I want to introduce you to each of my friends. First off, Taylor Thompson. If you listen to my other podcast, you probably noticed that we just did a whole week talking all about these amazing things that Taylor teaches in the high performer world, all about optimization and biohacking and all these fun things. Taylor is a strategist for high performers and a consultant, and I'm going to have her tell you a little bit more about herself. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much, Sam, for having us. I'm so excited to be here and excited for this new podcast of yours. I can't wait. So yeah, my name is Taylor Thompson. I spend a lot of my time in containers like consulting, hosting retreats, um, podcasting, speaking, and I love just teaching on all things um, holistic human optimization and also business optimization to really help six and seven figure high achievers achieve that big, big vision that they have for themselves. So that's what I spend most of my time doing. And I am the other half of the Hey Biz Besties retreat experience. Yes. And Taylor focuses on more of the logistics. If Taylor was the brains or the head behind Hey Biz Besties, Megan is the heart. And so um, Megan, let's hear a little bit about you. I mean, actually, first I want to introduce Megan and then she can introduce herself. So um, (laughs) Megan is actually a student of mine. We met through Taylor and I I started following her about maybe a year ago. And I, she's just the fucking funniest, you guys. Like, (laughs) if you don't follow her, you need to, you need to watch her reels. Um, She conveys her message through like this hilarious, tough love sort of lens. And I just absolutely am here for it. Um, Megan is a confidence coach. And like I said, she's a student of mine. She is just about to launch her first membership. And I'm so excited for her. Um, But she, like Taylor said, is the other half of Hey Biz Besties. So if you want to say a little bit more about what you do, Megan, and how you navigate through Hey Biz Besties. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Sam, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, if we haven't met friends, my name is Megan and I am a confidence coach here to help you get out of your own way, discover the magic within you and ditch the self-doubt so that you can go after what it is you truly desire. Um, you know, without, without any, without shame your way, I was I almost was like, I shouldn't cuss. And then I remembered which podcast we were on, Sam. So for Habits Besties, I, you know, Taylor is definitely um, the heart centered strategy side. And I lean into, did I say heart for Taylor? I meant head. <laughs> yes. Did I? She's the head and I'm yeah. the heart. Um, it's fine. And so I do a lot. Um, on the creative side, whereas Taylor does a lot on the strategy side, um, in general, um, we're just out here normalizing the human experience and, um, definitely excited to be here. <laughs> yes. And so this is the second year you guys have hosted Hey Biz Besties in a row, right? Yes. And we just wrapped up in Scottsdale. And as I mentioned, I was part of that and I knew from the very beginning when Taylor first started this, her and I were in a mastermind together and I knew I always wanted to go, but last year, um, they did Nashville and I was like in the middle of moving and, you know, trying to put all these things together and I just couldn't make it work, but I was like next year for sure. And so we made it happen this year and I am just so glad I did. You guys might not believe this, but I've never been on a retreat. I have what? never done this. Yeah. And I just, I have always wanted to, it's always been such a big thing, like on my to-do list. And it was actually a huge driver for the reason I joined masterminds. Turns out those masterminds didn't end up having retreats on them, but I was like, I'm going to go to a retreat in some way from this mastermind and I made it happen. So thanks to Taylor and Megan, <laughs> they um, host these Hey Biz Besties um, the first, like I said, the first one was in Nashville this year, it was in Scottsdale and Sedona and next year they're doing two, one in Scottsdale and Sedona, the other one in Costa Rica, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this one was hosted in an Airbnb in a cute, super cute little house, um, close to the old town of Scottsdale, very nice neighborhood, um, super cute little place, very well decorated and not that all of that is super important, but um, I did really want it to have a private pool. It definitely did. Uh, one of my very favorite things about the experience was not only the pool time, but also the perineum sunning. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that you call it perineum sunning because it's just, it's just butt sunning to me. Just, and and that we called it butt sunning the whole retreat. But <laughs> the reason it came about was because Megan and Taylor and Bree had done this. It was at your grandparents' place, right, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. First day. Um, and I've been hearing about this. Like, there are these guys, comedian guys that I follow. And um, I'm I'm like, I have to try this. Like, it sounds so, like, funny, but also, like, relaxing. And we just have to try it. And so I saw that they were doing it. And I, I replied to Megan's story. And I was like, are we doing this? And she outed me, you guys. She screenshotted <laughs> my message, posted on her story, and she's like, "Hell yeah, we're doing it!" And um, she, they were nobody could tell it was you. <laughs> no, Heather Lovato. <laughs> Heather Lovato messaged me, and she's like, "You would." 
Amazing. Well, Heather's super cool. So I know I was like, Megan, you outed me, but actually I don't care because I'm going to sit here and talk about it on podcast. This is the second time on the podcast I've talked yeah, the, about it. The whole world knows, Sam, that you did butt sunning. So it's you're like good. My pride and joy now. <laughs> I tell everybody actually, and I'm like 10 out of 10 recommend. Absolutely. You do have to have a private space, but it was just so refreshing, honestly. And everyone's like, you did that in a group of people. And I was like, yeah, you just like stand shoulder to shoulder, you lay <laughs> down shoulder to shoulder and you, you know, drop trow and you, <laughs> or dress, the dress was easier, but, yeah, um, yeah. put your legs Definitely. up in the air and no one can see anything. And no. people well, why would you do it with other people instead of one-on-one? I was like, uh, cause if I did it by myself, then people could see me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Believe it or- Go ahead. <laughs> we're all adults. And that was, I know we'll be talking about uh, some benefits of retreats, but it was such a good bonding experience for all of us. Like we did it right away on like the morning of day one, or I guess day two technically. And, um, yeah, I mean, everybody's adults, so right. <laughs> nobody cares yeah, it, and nobody it, sees anything. No. And it made, yeah, it totally was like a bonding experience. It made us comfortable with each other. It was totally fine. Cause Not you just, you just giggle the whole time until you realize, <laughs> oh, this feels nice. And then there's like this calm silence that falls over everyone when they kind of go like inside themselves and just like introspectively think about how like warm your butthole feels. It's, um, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. true magic. Um, and, and believe it or not, that's actually, so when we were looking for, um, our retreat venues for 2023, we were specifically looking for places that we made sure had a private space for butt sunny. Right. It's like yeah. a must now. It's not yeah. even a question anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, it is optional. Anybody listening who's like, definitely won't do that. It is optional. However, we did have some people in attendance that were like, I will never do that. And they did it. And they're like, that was really cool. (laughs) Right. So it's always optional, but I will say my husband and I have been joking about this for like a year and he was super jealous that he didn't get to do it. And (laughs) now he's like, we're going to have to go to Arizona and rent an Airbnb with a fence. And you know, just going to have to try it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of us have that same type of space at home so none of us don't really continue yeah, the uh the routine that we had started there but you yeah. know maybe maybe in the future sometime but I will say that was the outdoor space and you know just the privacy I guess was one of my favorite things about the retreat um another thing I want to mention is that Megan and Taylor did such an impeccable job making sure that we were comfortable they made sure oh, that good. we that we knew that we didn't have to participate if we didn't want to in anything she was like you can always say no you can stay home and sleep you know you can do whatever um and I actually did end up staying home and sleeping the Sedona day because I was under the weather and I felt really sad about it but they also made sure that I didn't feel like left out they still brought me a crystal like it was super awesome um and I got to rest so that was great um but I will say they were so intentional about making sure that the food was going to be right for everyone and that we had all our favorite drinks available to us the whole time. And um, there was just absolutely impeccable service. We had two gals that came along and they were 
assisting Megan and Taylor throughout the whole time so that they could do such a great job where they shine and not have to worry about serving us in that physical way. They were serving us in a mental, like performative way. Um, so they were able to shine in their zone and not have to, you know, worry about us. And I will say Brooke especially was just like, always asking me if she could get me something. And I was like, are you sure? Because the whole time I was like, I don't have Chaz to help me. I need help. <laughs> I don't want to have to ask for help for certain things. But Brooke was always like, oh, Sam, what can I get for you? And then, you know, Brie with her, um, her superhuman strength came in clutch when I couldn't turn on the shower. <laughs> Taylor and I both were having issues with turning on the shower. It was like an older um nozzle that was you know probably on its last leg there but you know Bree's superhuman strength came in and she turned on the shower for me every day so I will say that not only were the girls who were running the thing amazing but also they made sure to really have the vibe right with the girls that were joining the retreat and I don't know is was there any magic to that or would you just say that like your audience is a certain way and it just happened to fit really nicely I would say both. It's a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot, you know, part of it is the fact that we attract, you know, really cool people. Um, and the other part is just the intention and the vibes behind like Taylor and I, like why we are there and what we're there to do. Like we're there to help you, you know, like disconnect from the outside world, get away from working in your business so you can work on your business. So uh, like, for us. And we had, you know, like a separate space to sleep in just so that we could keep our energy sacred for our attendees. Um, it like the retreat wasn't necessarily about us. I mean, we had a ton of fun, but it is truly about the attendees. And so for us to come in with that energy, the energy of intentionally making them feel special. Um, I mean, it's, it felt for me easy. I've always thought yeah. that you guys having that separate space and having that energetic boundary when you're like, when you need to be off was really, really smart. Um, so I know that in Nashville, you didn't stay at the house with them, but at this retreat in Sedona and Scottsdale, you had a separate like little back house. I absolutely loved that for you. Would you say that like, that's a must from here on out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Again, you know, we in Nashville, we were like in a completely separate place, um, which was kind of difficult because we had to drive back and forth like in the morning and at night. Right. Um, just because the place that we had the retreat, it wasn't set up so that we could kind of be there, but not be there. And mm -hmm. I mean, Megan and I, to be honest, in the beginning, we really struggled with the decision to stay away, um, you know, to stay somewhere else at night. But ultimately, like Megan said, you know, it definitely hosting a retreat does take a lot of your energy and in, in a good way, but also you want to make sure that you can go away and recharge because Megan and I try, you know, our very best to be able to hold space for the attendees and to be there. And you're basically on all the time. We want the attendees to be able to be off, <laughs> you know, they're on a retreat. They just need to be able to experience and relax and be able to receive. And Megan and I want to be in full give mode. And so 
being able to be physically and energetically just, you know, Megan and I kind of having that separate, you know, guest house in the back, being able to go in, shut the door and be like, okay, I'm like a human now. And I can just kind of like let down and just, yeah. And just be, that really was huge. Highly recommend that for retreat hosts. Um, because of course, like we want to like be with the girls all the time, but then like 100% by like day three, we would probably be just completely depleted. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was very nice to be able to do that. I would say that's a non-negotiable, although that is logistically, it brings in an extra layer of complexity to the planning process and finding, um, a place, but, um, that place that we had in Scottsdale was nice because it was on property, just a guest house, um, right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. At the bare minimum, we at least recommend having your own room that you can shut the door with a bathroom inside of it so that when you go in there to retreat you can stay in there um that will be like the bare minimum now that we do moving forward our own our own house even better (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and um did it did you guys plan it that way in nashville or were you just sold out and decided oh we can stay off property and it worked out uh, honestly, we intended to stay at the retreat venue in Nashville and then we oversold it, um, yeah. because we like people wanted to come and we felt bad. Um, that this was a boundary we weren't willing to cross, you know, round two, we learned our lesson. Um, but we were like, we had slept on an air mattress the night before the retreat. Um, and we were like, this is not the vibe for yeah. a retreat for the, the host to be sleeping on an air mattress by the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we ended up sleeping elsewhere and it, it definitely worked out because then there were two less bodies. Um, yeah, we, we definitely learned lessons from our first retreat. And one of them was don't sleep on an air mattress. Never, yeah. never sleep on an air mattress in any no <laughs> yeah we Texas we slept on an air mattress for a month and after day one I was ready to buy a bed and then I was like oh I can tough it out and we ended up leaving early because it was just so freaking uncomfortable it's never the vibe <laughs> yeah yeah so um I would say as a as an attendee I wasn't like surprised or I wasn't um what's the word like slighted or anything that they didn't stay in our space I definitely as someone who hosts community and knows what it's like to be on and perform like that I completely understood that so I don't want you guys to think if you're hosting retreats that it's rude to do that or anything like that your people will absolutely understand and your I think your body and your brain will like completely thank you for that um I would say that was like one of my favorite things that you guys did for yourselves. Um, Another favorite thing of mine was that the trip seemed to be pretty all-inclusive. My husband had texted me by like day three or four and was like, have you not spent any money? And I was like, actually, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So do you guys want to talk about that? And if you felt like it was a good strategy, if you'll be doing it again, Um, because I will say as an attendee, I did enjoy it. I really didn't even have to bring my wallet with me anywhere, but um, yeah, let me know what you, your thoughts were on that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it does that again, talking about kind of complexity, 
having something where it is, you know, as all inclusive as possible. You know, obviously, from an experience standpoint, that is always the goal because, you know, Sam, like you said, I'm, I'm so glad that you felt that, like that you just didn't need to worry about the money and that kind of stuff from an experience standpoint. You know, I love being able to provide that um, from kind of the like budget standpoint. It makes it very difficult. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, each time, you know, Megan and I have done two of these now and, you know, we're finalizing details for the 2023 stuff. You know, we're always kind of tweaking and optimizing, learning from our experiences. But that is something that I we want to continue to provide. Um because, you know, for the most part, I mean, mostly it's, you know, food and drink is kind of the biggest thing. Um, you know, and Sam, obviously, like you ordered yourself like a snuggly blanket, um, I think like the first night. And I mean, that's not, you know, not included. But, um, you know, people paid um, to come. And I think that that's just like one, you know, less thing that people can worry about throughout the week. And going to dinner, it's like, yes, that's, you know, included because, food and drink is included. And if we run out of something in the week, we'll go and get it. And um, I think kind of from the planning a retreat, you know, it adds some extra difficulty, but I, I think that it's worth it for the experience um, for the attendees. I will say oh. as a, as an attendee, I felt 100% taken care of and not just because of the fact that you guys were paying for all the meals inside and outside of the house, but just the whole experience in general, I felt, I felt very taken care of, which I wasn't expecting that. Like I, I was expecting more of it to be feeling like summer camp. Like I went to summer mm. camp every year. That's kind of what I was expecting. Like I said, I'd never been to a retreat before. And so if you are someone who really likes that experience, I would say you absolutely need to attend a retreat. Um, also, I want to preface if you've never attended a retreat, but you want to host them, I would highly recommend attending before you host, mm, just mm -hmm. as a, a preface. Totally. Um, so do you think you guys will keep doing that in the future? Maybe like a hybrid of it? Or what are you thinking as of right now? In terms of all-inclusive, Sam? Yeah. I think um, I think we'll definitely lean all-inclusive um, for the unforeseeable future only because it adds that extra level of just like, you know, like you felt like you're being taken care of. Like this is a, this is an experience for you to like recharge. It's not a time for you to like worry about like, oh, I shouldn't order this because it costs right. this much. Like, I mean, you paid, you paid to be there. And so we want to take care of you. Love it. Yeah, totally. And that's a, you know, that's a big reason why we have loved doing retreats. You know, the kind of blanket term of events, like hosting events, you know, you have, you know, there's so much beauty in that as well, but you might be um, dealing with details for like 30, around 30 people or something like that. And obviously it's much more difficult to have an all-inclusive experience and it's much more difficult to customize things. You know, if you have 30 people attending something, asking them like, what's your favorite drink? And you have maybe 30 different answers that, um, is not like financially feasible as a business owner running a retreat. Um, that definitely cuts in your profit margin, um, you know, or, you know, gets you kind of in the red with some of that. But that's one of the things that we love so much about hosting retreats with a smaller group of people is, 
you know, we are able to add that all-inclusive piece and that customization piece, knowing that we can ask some of those questions, like what's your favorite drink? Or like, obviously food allergies is something that's huge um, for Megan and I personally, and we want to extend that to um, all of our attendees and stuff as well. So being able to accommodate that is much easier in a retreat setting with, you know, eight or less people um, versus anyone who's hosting a business event. So that's one of the magic pieces that I love so much about retreats. Yeah. yeah. I will say that that was a huge piece of how I felt so taken care of was that I have all of these food issues, right? And Taylor knew about them. And I just was like, I'm always like self-conscious about it. Like I, I don't want people to judge me because I get so much crap for it, you know, but I felt like I was among friends because everyone there had things that they didn't eat and I wasn't singled out at all. And so they like completely accommodated that. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, I would say if you're going to host a retreat, that that is definitely something you need to keep in mind, especially with these days, especially in the business setting, like a lot of people who are like Taylor will tell you high performers, they have certain diet restrictions. They may not eat, they may not eat dairy. They may not, you know, eat corn or soy. Um, They may not drink alcohol. And I was also really glad to see that there was another girl there who didn't drink alcohol just like me. So I didn't feel like super left out. I'm pretty confident in it, but um, she herself was like in just celebrating her first year of sobriety. So I'm sure she appreciated someone else being there that Mm -hmm. didn't drink as well. So um, it was just, it was just really nice. And I will say like the overall vibe again was just like so accommodating so welcoming um and if you're someone who like isn't into that and isn't into like the experience for the person I would say maybe reconsider because now that I've attended this I expect nothing less like (laughs) you know yeah yeah like I think it's easy for me to go to another retreat and be disappointed to be honest. I, I have, I have been to your events or retreats. I mean, especially, I mean, events, of course, like Megan and I have had, you know, we're just, we're talking about, it's kind of wedding season. We're just talking about some <laughs> wedding issues. We go to weddings and there's nothing that we can eat, you know, obviously, you know, that's a whole different story because it's, you know, maybe a hundred plus people that are in attendance, but um, you know, I have been to retreats where it, the vibe was kind of weird to be gluten-free, like to have gluten-free stuff for me or whatever. And it doesn't, when you're on the receiving end of it, it doesn't feel good. It does. It feels uncomfortable, all the things. And that's one thing, obviously Megan and I are sensitive to it because we experience it, but um, also we're all about health too. And it's like, you got to do what you got to do for your health. And we respect people for doing that and being able to provide a lot of that, I think is huge. So definitely like entrepreneurs listening to this, if you want to host a retreat, it does again, add another layer of complexity to the experience and the planning process to be able to accommodate some of those things, but it's so, so worth it. Um, So, so worth it for people to come and feel just super comfortable being, you know, just who they are and being able to just not have to worry about that. Absolutely. So we've already touched on a couple of these things, but anything else you guys can think of that are things you did differently last year that you didn't do last time and you felt were like up levels or yeah, that was the move kind of thing. I think one of the biggest like 
plays of things we did differently. It was our first year. We didn't have a private pool. Um, we were in like a condo and it was a shared pool. So that was a different experience. Like I think, um, overall, like, and for any entrepreneur listening, your first retreat is going to be your first retreat. If you know your what I mean? Craft. Yeah. <laughs> Um, everything is kind of an experiment and a test. Um, so we took some of the lessons that we learned and, um, made, made year two, just like so much more incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, year one was great. We actually had some repeat, repeat attendees and they had a great time. I'm not like, I'm not shitting on year one, but like year two was real good. (laughs) And then I'm sure year three is going to be even better. Like you guys are only going to get better from here. Anything else besides the pool? I will second that though. Like the private pool was a must for me. Um, Just because like I've been to Arizona and like, that's the vibe for me. Like I, I have to have the pool space. Um, And I don't love it like a condo pool because you know, kids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Nashville was much more difficult to um, find a private pool than Scottsdale. Obviously almost every Scottsdale option has a private pool option. So that's one thing too, to think about like when you're choosing a location is like, what kind of experience are you wanting to create? And if you want there to be a private pool, I mean, there just are locations in the United States. It's just going to be harder to find a private pool um, at an Airbnb or wherever you're wanting to house that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think there was one other thing I feel like that we did differently. And now bathrooms. Oh, bathrooms last year with the place again, we just, oh man. Um, yeah, I mean (laughs) the whole thing about like, yeah, year one was amazing, but like, it only gets better. It's just like running like a program or launching a course or something like that in your business. It's like the first time you run it, it's like, okay, you know, I hope all of this works. And then when you do it again, it's like, okay, I learned these things. This is what went well. This is what didn't go well. And so, you know, it's no different when you're running a retreat too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot too, that we took that worked really well last year in Nashville. We did like a fun kind of movie night. We kind of thrown it out. Like, do people want to do like a movie night? Everybody was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Just like girls hanging out. We had popcorn, all that kind of stuff. So we did that again this time. Um, cause that was something that people really raved about. And it was just kind of fun towards the end of the retreat to just chill and watch like a chick flick together. Um, was really amazing. Um, yeah. Cause when do you get time to do that? Like at home, especially. So that was something we wanted to cultivate. It was like some actual just rest. Like we're just chilling and watching a movie, something else that we did. Um, again was the photo shoot. And I think that was a huge value add. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, I remember one. Yeah. Another thing that we did differently. So in Nashville, we, well, we had um, much, we had more, we allowed more attendees. Like Megan said, we, you know, intentionally and unintentionally oversold the retreat last year, um, which was, you know, which was incredible, but also added like a couple extra um, you know, yeah, hiccups too. So one thing that we didn't do in Nashville was we did not go out to dinner in Nashville just for the, you know, transporting a larger group of people is more difficult. Um, and then so differently, you know, in Arizona is we did do a dinner out, um, and got everybody in some Ubers 
and um, and we really liked that. I think we will continue doing that moving forward. Um, and so much of that does kind of depend on the area that you're in and how many attendees are there. Um, but that was really great. And and then also this time, one thing we did different, and this was kind of um, well, I guess last year, from last year to this year we did add an additional day of the retreat, like a whole additional day. So we added it a full adventure day and we did, we went to Sedona. Um, that was really great. Uh, that was, um, that's something that we will continue doing moving forward. And I know depending on the purpose of your retreat, there's some pros and cons there. I know if it's going to be very, very business strategy, lots of workshops, then maybe a, Adventure day does not work so much with the purpose. Um, but then also I know that there are some retreats that it's, there's like no workshops and it's all adventure. It's all just like, let's be on a vacation together. So really kind of depends what you're wanting to do, but we loved kind of having that blend and adding that adventure day in this year. Yeah. The adventure day was a huge ad, um, especially because, you know, you spend so much time those first few days working on the like business workshops, the photo shoots and all that stuff that by adventure day, you're ready for something different. So it's yeah, definitely recommend. I would agree with all of that as an attendee. Like I think that the dinner, the, the meals out really broke up the time really nicely. Um, I will say the way you did the meals, like I was a big fan of that. And then um, the transportation was always great, always covered too. And then you guys actually hired a private driver for your adventure day. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was, was good. good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, Uncle Jim. You didn't have That's to Uber for two hours, but you had like this private driver, um, which sounds very fancy, but I think you would probably never do it a different way now, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah, we'll probably hire, hire him again. I think we're going to for this. Yes. He has our dates. He like knows when we're coming back. I'll be so excited. I get to meet him this time because there was all this about Jim and then I didn't get to meet him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was, he was so nice and yeah, he was very nice. And it was, again, it was nice, you know, again, yeah. Private driver, like probably more expensive route to go, but it was nice that, we didn't have to like rent a car. We'd have to probably have rented two cars. And then, you know, in Sedona, just like traffic is awful and parking is awful. And so having to like park and all that kind of stuff, you know, just again, thinking about the experience, being able to have a private driver that is going to drop us off at the entrance and pick us up when we're ready. And we don't have to like walk or find a car or whatever. Um, that was, that was huge and definitely worth the additional expense. Right. And as a, as a retreat, you know, leader, the liability of driving all those women or all your attendees two hours is just like an added, like it was, it was just like peace of mind for Taylor and I to be able to sit in the back with everyone. And we were workshopping, we're masterminding back there. Like everybody was talking about their businesses, the entire drive. Like it was just an extra chill time to discuss what was on our minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like having a space to keep your stuff, like your water bottle and your coat and like all that stuff was probably really nice too, which you wouldn't have necessarily had if you had an Uber. Um, So 
lots of good stuff to to consider. Now, I want to know each of your favorite thing about hosting. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it is the just the in-person aspect. Um, you know, Megan and I run, well, you know, all of us here and probably most everybody listening run an online-based business. And which is so amazing for so many reasons, but being able to be in person with people, I mean, that is something that I am, I'm I'm starting to get a little emotional about it now because, um, you know, Sam, I had met you one time. I know we've been friends for a few years now. We've been in some programs together and we DM and Boxer all the time and stuff. And, you know, I met you one time, but being able to spend a week with you was incredible. We had another attendee that, um, was one of my clients about a year ago. We had a three month, um, business consulting contract together and, you know, I just fall in love with my clients and being able to also like meet her in person and spend a week with her and just the in-person aspect of just getting to hug everybody and love on everybody and just have, I don't know, it just deepens that relationship and builds, you know, a solid friendship with people, which I think is cool. It kind of is, you're able to, well, you know, maintaining professionalism throughout the retreat, you're able to kind of take that um, entrepreneur client relationship or like business, you know, student relationship and turn that into something that's much more personal. Um, so definitely I think of hosting for me, that is my favorite is just that in-person aspect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, it's going to be a little tough to top Taylor's answer because the in-person aspect is a huge part of, you know, why we wanted to host retreats. Um, because when you get Taylor and I in a room together, there's just this, this kind of energy that's different. Like we will make you believe you can achieve literally anything. Um, yeah. but for me, my favorite part would be just like witnessing the transformations and breakthroughs, um, that the attendees have and seeing them make connections with others through that. Um, for me, it's, it's very emotional. Just like, like watching that in person is something that I feel like I could not put into words how impactful that is. It's kind of, you know, it's the reason that we do what we do, right. To, to change lives. And so that's, that's my favorite thing about hosting is just seeing that spark reignite within the attendees and they leave feeling just super refreshed and recharged and while us as hosts leave feeling super you know excited and recharged as well it's um I I just like legit can't put into words what it feels like that our attendees leave feeling that way I completely yeah I awkwardly took a selfie of myself, like crying during the retreat to like capture a moment because I saw during a meditation, uh, a self-love meditation that Megan hosted um, during the week. I had like watched one of the attendees just get this really big smile on her face. And it just like, I was like, I just lost it. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, just being able, yeah, just to witness the transformation in person. And it's an expedited transformation. I know it's a very like Neogram 3 thing of me to love too. It's just 
expediting a transformation. You know, 12 month programs, like six week programs, like six month programs, those are all so good. Um, but doing like a one week immersive experience is it's just expedited, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I would have to definitely co-sign that as a attendee because I had mentioned to Taylor like, hey, I haven't put the time or the money into investing in my business or myself this year. And I think, you know, the retreat was always on the table, but once it came down to it, like Megan mentioned, there was a photo shoot as part of the retreat and there was just all of these extras, but I wanted to try what would that immersive experience feel like? And I would absolutely agree that you can get more out of one week than you do out of a six month program for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good. That's so uh, good to hear. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about each of you, you, the hardest thing you think it was about hosting the retreat. Mm. Um, okay. To be super transparent, I think for me, I, I have one answer, but I think Megan will actually use that as her answer. Um, I, we know each other so well. So I will try and choose a more tailored answer. And that would be, um, the, the stressing about things going wrong. So kind of, you know, being transparent, obviously, like there's just, there's going to be things going wrong, (laughs) especially even when you run online programs, but especially in person, there's just so many um, different like pieces of the puzzle. And there's just so much more that could go wrong. Like, uh, you know, like Sam, oh my gosh, like the fact that you needed Brie to help you turn on your shower was like, as a retreat host, I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Like, I just wanted to just like crawl into a deep, dark hole. I'm just like, no, but you know, that's something that you just, you can't plan for it. Um, and you know, you can read reviews of booking a place and stuff. And there's just like nothing in the reviews about anything like that. And so we just, we had a couple things go wrong with Airbnb that are not, um, just not ideal. And I, it's hard for me to not take those things personally. So, um, I would say just anything that like would go wrong during the week that is, is hard on, on me. And we had a lot of attendees that either didn't like never noticed, or they were like, Oh, we don't, you know, we don't care. <laughs> and I'm just like, I care. Um, so that, I think for me, that is hard of just, you know, having something go wrong that you couldn't have like planned for necessarily, or there's just not much that you can do about it. Well, I think the fact that you care is important, not that you should beat yourself up about it because obviously you had no control over the things that went wrong. But also, like, we were all, like, just rolling with it. And I don't think any of us were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that any of it really hindered any of our experience at all. Um, It was mostly, like, plumbing-related, like, water issues. Because <laughs> the house yeah. was old. And, and then, like, like, a washer leaked. leaked and, and it's like, like yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. So it was just, like, plumbing-related stuff. But, like, yeah, I didn't find it to be even really an inconvenience I actually felt more self-conscious that I couldn't turn on my shower than I never like was like oh my I, god I can't believe Taylor I couldn't turn it on, on either so <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah. like oh great here we go Sam's gonna need help like it was totally no. amazing for me <laughs> not like ever oh my gosh they picked a crappy house like it's just the kind of stuff that happens to me and I'm very used to it <laughs> but I, yeah I think it's I think it says something about you that you care for sure, but I don't think it was ever like 
to that extent where people were even bothered by it. Good. Just like good. <laughs> yeah. I'm about- so curious, Taylor, what you thought I was going to answer before, like before I answer, what did you think I was going to say? And I'll, uh, I'll elaborate. Um, that I think, I think think you're going to say that one of the hardest pieces is the, the energy of hosting. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly, I was going to, so here's what I was going to say. I wanted confirmation. Um, the hardest part about hosting is not taking on energy one that's not you like basically inner the energetics of all of it like not taking on maybe energy that's not yours if one of the attendees is you know going through something like like there's it is it is very difficult to hold such space and go to bed at night not thinking about it um words after the last after the first retreat in Nashville uh, Taylor and I both had energy work done afterwards which was um, a must I definitely recommend that um, having some kind of celebration or treat or like energy work after you know holding space for an entire week and in my energy session um, our gal Helen she's she's amazing Um, let me know if you want her information Um, she like I basically cried the entire one hour that she was doing energy healing on me. And she goes, you feel wounded. Um, because the first retreat, I didn't know how to set those like energetic boundaries. And, um, so this second retreat, you know, I brought more crystals and I was intentional about releasing energy that wasn't mine, but the energetics, and then like keeping your energy up. If you're tired, if you didn't sleep very well, like there's just so many pieces, um, there. So like for me and for, and for Taylor, I think for any retreat host, the energy piece is one of the most difficult parts about hosting because you're always, you know, you're, you want them to have a good time. And to Taylor's point, when things are going wrong, you as the retreat host, like are projecting onto your people. You're like, ugh they probably think this sucks because of this, but really it's just our insecurities, um, energetically there wanting it to be as good as it can be. So energetics for sure. Um, you absolutely knew what I was going to say. Yeah. Yep. I think too, knowing your co-host well is another good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The co-host, you should be like very close with them, very comfortable with them. Um, unless you're just bringing in like one-off speakers, but, um, if you're doing this as a partnership, I'm sure they're going to have lots of tips about that on their call. But, um, if you're doing this as a partnership, I would definitely be cautious and be wise about choosing your partner. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So speaking of calls and, um, more tips and tricks on this and really more so strategy, about planning because I think what I want to say and what I've gathered from this is that hosting is the fun part the planning is where the magic happens um hosting is I guess like the manifestation of all the planning but how to actually put all of this together in the the giant puzzle that it becomes is I think a whole ass work of art on its own um (laughs) and yeah 
we've heard about Miss Taylor and how she's such a whiz with the spreadsheets and how intentional Megan has been about, you know, making sure that people feel a certain way and energetic boundaries are held and, you know, things that you may not ever even think about. So what I am excited to invite you into is a workshop that Taylor and Megan are hosting. And it's funny because I was like, as soon as we did the retreat afterwards, like that was my feedback for them. I was like, you guys need to host a planning workshop um, because I don't want to do this. <laughs> I always thought that I did, but it is, it's a lot. Um, and I'm just more of like, I want to come and show up and host. And so I would probably have to have an incredible planner. Um, you know, maybe once Brooke is like super seasoned, then we could, we could go for it. But right now that is not where I want my energy. Um, but I know so many people that do so many people want to host retreats. So many people want to be a part of retreats in some way. Um, so I was like, you guys have to put on a workshop and then Taylor's like, Oh, don't worry. We are. So um, (laughs) that, that is what I want to invite you guys into is the workshop that they're hosting it's going to be a three plus an option for VIP parter. And it is going to be absolutely incredible. I know if you don't know Megan and Taylor yet, um, just hearing what they have to say here on this podcast has probably been enough for you to be like, wow, um, I need to be let into these ladies energy. I need to know their stuff. Like they obviously have it together. Um, so do you guys want to tell us a couple of the details about the workshop when it's happening? Um, is it live only or is it going to be evergreen? Let us in on the details. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. So, so basically, basically we wanted to, we want to save, um, we want to save anybody listening who wants to plan a retreat from doing what we did the first time, which was like Google all the things. Um, when we planned our first retreat, there really is not a ton of good resources out there. And um, and even some of the resources were like people who were hosting retreats that um, were just totally not like the type of retreats that we were wanting to host. And um, so, yeah, we are putting literally everything together that we have not only learned, um, but also even our resources were giving i have like a really good spreadsheet um retreat hq spreadsheet that i'm gonna give it's baller it's so good (laughs) that helps with like numbers budgeting all that kind of stuff we're also giving email swipe copy like exact scripts like welcome emails um even like emailing sponsors for the retreat uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so we are hosting a plan your 2023 retreat workshop. And like Sam said, it is a three-parter. There are three calls um, that we are doing in December. They are live calls where we will be teaching you different aspects of hosting your retreat all the way from what is the purpose of the retreat to the offboarding of the retreat. And everything in between and and in addition with some Q&A and stuff as well and there is a VIP option if you want to have boxer access with Megan and I and five other uh, retreat hosts or like attendees that are building their own retreat and we're going to have a small uh, boxer group available in between the calls that you can be we can be helping you plan and answering questions and stuff outside of those calls so it is live our first call is december 1st um thursday december 1st and then uh our last call is wednesday december 14th so it is over um about two weeks that we are doing this so you can have time in between the calls to implement some of the things that we're talking about 
and then, then after that, that if you're listening to this and you missed the sign up then we are going to have uh, an evergreen type version where you can you can purchase and watch the the replays and still get all of the resources obviously you know you won't be able to ask those questions live um, although you can have a uh, higher megan and i for retreat strategy uh, sessions as well if you want that um, outside of the workshop calls. Yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing to add. She literally crushed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, yeah, we're super excited. We just hosting retreats have been so incredible for Megan and I, we have loved being able to do that together. We are friends even outside of our businesses. Um, you know, it's, something that you can make a profit in in your business which is nice it can help you create repeat business you know we have alumni coming back sam's coming back we have people come back from nashville we had somebody come back from nashville and we have everybody from this last retreat that is um ready to sign up for 2023 retreats it creates future business you know you might have a alum, uh, retreat alumni joining other programs you have um and just creates that in-person friendship um and like, and like we said, said it, it is fun. You know, yeah, there, there is, is some stressful pieces, pieces especially if you don't know what you're doing, if you're trying to DIY, definitely add some stress, but we're hoping that with this workshop, it's going to take all of that out for you. Um, and it's just going to be fun to show up on the calls live with all these people that are wanting to plan retreats. And I just imagine there's going to be so much brainstorming um, and masterminding happening in the chat. So I'm, I'm so excited. Um, Megan, I would love if you would attend, if you're interested in hosting a retreat in 2023, we want to get you there. Awesome. I am so excited about it. So if they are interested in learning more and signing up, where will they go? Yeah, so we actually don't have a pretty link for it. <laughs> um, we probably should. <laughs> it's a good old Kajabi link. Um, so we will, if it works, Sam, you know, we can send you the link to put in the show notes if you put links in your show notes. Um, otherwise, you can uh, DM either Megan and I at Hey Taylor Thompson or at Hey Megan Reed. Super easy. Uh, hey and our names. You can DM us the word retreat and we'll send you the direct link as well. Awesome. All right, ladies. Any last retreat inspo that you want to leave us with or anything like that? Um, I would say if you're, if you're thinking about hosting a retreat, if you're dreaming about it, if it's something that you've thought about, maybe you wanted to do, um, don't wait, literally go after it right now and let us help you. Um, cause you don't have to do it alone and it will be one of the best things you've ever done. Absolutely. And yeah. consider that there is going to be planning time. So yeah. if you want to host a retreat sometime between like spring and fall, especially doing it, like starting your planning process with Megan and Taylor in December is probably going to be your best bet. If you wait any longer than that, you may not be hosting a retreat next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. You, you can, can have, have something, something if you attend the workshop live, live you, you can, can have, have something, something ready to market by end of the year, beginning of the year for sure. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Um, yeah, are my first guests on the exponential life podcast. Um, and I guess I didn't talk too much about how 
this plays into exponential income. But again, you're planning a retreat once and you're getting to sell it however many times there are availability um, there for you. So again, this is another line in the water for you, another option for creating income once or a couple times a year. And I absolutely love this option. I think, especially if you're someone who's building community, like this is a key player in creating depth and creating loyalty and consistency for your people inside that community. So absolutely. Thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing your brilliance with us. Um, if you guys have any questions at all about um, retreats or attending their workshop or purchasing the um, the recorded version of their workshop, again, go and check them out at Hey Megan Reed and at Hey Taylor Thompson, and they would be more than happy to help you. Thank you guys again for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.